0: Greetings, and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shiori Mandafiomi. My name is Yitzchak at Shalom, and we're now beginning the 11th and final chapter of Masachet Nid Uh The parak picks up where the last mission of the 10th Perak left off, with the issue of hafarat Nid Darim, And just one prefatory note, and that is something that we spoke about in the 10th parak, and that is that a, the uh, there's a limitation in which Nid a husband may be mayfair, and in this way it's dissimilar from the hafara of the father the father can be mayfair, essentially any nadarim, but the nadarim of a husband must be nadarim that are either beino le that affect the relationship, or in some way are between the two of them, as it were or nadarim she'esh minui nefesh, as we see in the pasuk, and when well, it's on the pasuk that's on the page, la'anot nafesh ve'ilim nadarim she'um mayfair so now the text tells us these are the darm that he, the husband can make it nefesh. that have some sort of affliction. chatzim and kashet The example given is something that is a little bit strange, and that is if I will bathe or won't bathe, if I will heat kashet, and we're going to see in the next podcast what uh, that may mean, but for right now we'll leave it as uh, makeup or adornment. Um, and so in Mishnah Aleph, that's Tanakhama's position, that that's called Inui Nefesh. Am um, Rabi and Elu Nidre Inui Nefesh. says, that's not called Inui Nefesh, he doesn't accept that. Now that's Mishnah Aleph, we'll see Mishnah Bet right away, because they're p- plugged together, but our entire discussion in this podcast will be around Mishnah Aleph. So if Elu Nidre Nefesh is what Rabiosi says is Inui Nefesh, Amra Konam Perot Alai, if she refuses, if she bans all fruit that is a subject of fora. Perot medinazu if she bans fruit from a particular region, then yavilam So he has to bring a perot from another place and the ban works and he can't be rejected. Perot chenvaniza if she bans the fruit from one particular uh, greengrocer, then enoyah holafer, he can't reject it. but if this is the only guy who she can eat from, the only storekeeper in town, Hareziyah fair di verbiosi. And Rabiosi says that is available. Farafara. So, Rabbi Yossi says that Inu Nefesh, a simple read of the Mishnah is that Inu and Nefesh is not about bodily uh, hygiene or comfort, but rather it's about basically eating. Alright? And, uh, that's the way that the Mishnah reads out. However, there are several problems with it, including the mention of Imloet Kashet. So now, the the first thing the Gemara addresses is the sense that the Mishnah gives that the only Nidorim available are Nino nafish. Ninoi nafish u'dameifesh. She behind There are no Nidorim that are oh, that are non-affliction that he can ban, they can reject. Vatanya pasuk says ben ish li'stoh ben alav At the end of the Parsha of Nidorim, it says these are the laws between a man and his wife. That proves that that indicates that a husband can be made for the darim that are between them, things that affect the two of them. Uh, so now, what's the answer? Amri, this is the first answer. Halen v'halen mefer. The answer is he could reject both. Both in the darim that are non-affliction but between them, or affliction that aren't between them. So the first answer is that inu in the vows that involve inu nefesh he can be mefer and the hafara lasts forever. If it's not something that's affliction it's just because it's between the two of them the hafara only lasts as long as they're married. This is very strange but the notion is that he rejects the neder it doesn't really disappear it hovers and if he ever divorces her it comes back home to roost. Right? So, if it's things that are between the two of them and don't involve affliction, then his rejection hovers. But if it involves affliction, then it's gone forever. Now, so is this true that if, it, if it's a once he divorces her, it he comes home to roost, as you just suggested? Vatnan, the Mishnah that we've seen several times in the Masechet, um, and we will see it later on in our parak uh, in its uh, in its original form uh, that if a woman takes a nedar that she won't, uh, that, he, that the husband can't benefit from her, her wages. He says he, the guy should be The concern is that if he does not may fair, in the meantime, the netter is not, is not meaningful because she, the wages are, belong to him. But if he divorces her, and then the netter will kick in, then he won't be able to remarry her. May So you see from there that these are Nodim, certainly these are not Nodim that involve uh, Inu and Nefesh, that when he um, is Meferet, even though he divorces her, the Netter is still gone. So your pre- uh, presentation, your proposal beforehand, which, which is that Nodim that don't involve Inu and Nefesh, but are just vena, Levena, uh, hover when he rejects them, and when they, he divorces her, they, uh, they are take effect again. Is not borne out by the facts because Rabbi Yehuda says do hafara now so that in case you divorce the netter will be gone. So Amri, so this is the answer we want to give. Halayn vahalain, havi Fara. Both nedarim shebeinu levein and inu nefesh are uh, the hafara works. That's the difference. whether they affect her relationship with others or herself or him, he can be Mayfer. But if it's something that's not Enun nefesh, he can only be made the component that affects him directly. So that's what our Mishnah says. So our Mishnah basically says the following on a Darm, that he can be Mayfair regardless of who they affect, towards whom she took the neder, it's Nefesh. certainly other Nidaram that don't have affliction but affect their relationship, he can be Mayfair also. Good. Now the the example given by the Tanakhama was And as you could see from the page, we're gonna have all sorts of proposals about what this means. He Kamar, what is it that he said that she said that the kind of comment says you can be made from the else says you can't? perot Olam right now we're reading Imerchatz, not as the ned there but as the condition. If she said all fruit in the world is banned if I bathe, Solamala Hafara, why do you have to be made for Now we're gonna see two opposite sides of looking at this problem. On the one hand there's no need for hafara at all. it's on um Allah. So let her not bathe today, and then the netar will never kick in. If her condition is if I bathe today, then then the perotaraser. Oh, so what so why be made for it? Just let her not bathe. Um, and Viod in the other positions from the other extreme, Bahalim and any the Nidra Nefesh, would Rabyosi say this is not Inu Nefesh? After all, Rubiosi, as we saw in Mishnah holds that Nidarim that have to do with banning food is in Nefesh. And if here she said, if I bathe, all food is asr to me, then tilma vitsu perot ala then perhaps if she does bathe, then suddenly all perot are asr to her, so he does have to be mayfair. Which means, either way, this, this cannot be what the net is about, because either we're going to look at the, the situation right now, and that is that if she doesn't bathe, there's no isr, so there's no reason to be anything, or we'll look at it from the other perspective, which is the eventualities that might play out. In that case, if Narbiosu would agree, you have to be mayfair. So that one doesn't work. So let's take Perot out of the picture and make it only about Rechitzah. And she must have said that I'm Asrin all Rechitzah if I bathe. In other words, if I bathe, then suddenly bathing becomes Asr. It's going to catch at 22 kind of an So that's why you can be Mefer. Now wait, Tehechitavid, because what's she going to do? if she bathes and la, then becomes Asr if she doesn't bathe, so Nivla. Then there is Nivol, then it's gonna be disgusting, she doesn't bathe. And Rubyosi Yossi, and evidently at this position at this point holds, so she won't bathe, and we're not concerned with that. So but that, that's not that's not gonna sorry for the pun, that's not gonna wash out litnihachi, but if that's the case, then the Mishnah shouldn't say that Rabbi Yossi says these are not Nidra Inuin Nefesh. He should say that condition is not a condition of Inu because the attack is not on the neder, but it's on the tonight. Ella, so possibility number three, is the Amrah, not So what she said is I'm gonna asser all Han Ruchitza from for the rest of my life if I bathe today. And the machlok it is reveals he savar nivol the chayyoma losh me nivol not bathing for one day is not called nivol and Tanakhama says that it is well that looks pretty good except remember the Mishnah said imerchats imloerchats so shanita imerchats you've answered what imerchats is imloerchats eichidami but how do you explain imloerchats which we listed as nedarim in the, in the, in the that the Tanakhama says are nino and Efesh. so ilay ma da'amra amra teitzar hanat rechitzali olam alay imloerchats hayom. So if she made the opposite kind of tonight, where she said, all the Rachitza's usser, if I don't bathe today, so what do we need to make for her? <laughs> let her bathe, and then uh, there won't be any Easter. So if she said, im so let her bathe today, and then everything's fine. There's no need for hafara. So amra of Rachitza im me mishra. In here is not in something positive, but rather she said, I'm assuring all rechitzah um, for the rest of my life if I don't bathe in some dirty water. Right? Now, is that going to work at the Chavatah? Remember, the Mishnah said, to adorn oneself. Lod kashet to adorn Beneft? So you're going to say now the parallel is that loet kashet means if I just like if I don't bathe in dirty water, so if I don't adorn myself with like bad oils or something, or kerosene, so leich nobody would call that kishut. In other words, you can't call bathing in dirty water bathing, just like you can't call adorning yourself with uh, with neft as uh, with nafta as uh, as as adorning. So that can't be it. So I'm Rabbi Yehuda, and this is the one we're going to stay with. So she said, I am assuring all bathing on myself if I bathe today. That's the Imerchatz. And she also took an oath that she won't bathe. Now, of course, the easiest way out of that is that she doesn't bathe that day, and then there's no Isser. But you see where yerchatz Imerchatz, which means it's a combination of neder and shvua in our Mishnah. <laughs> Same thing with Kishut. Now, Amr Ravina Ravashi. That sounds like a good solution Rav Yehuda proposed. But Ravina says to Ravashi, Hi, Elun adari, Mushvot, So then our Mishnah should not read Elun adari, it should read Elun adari, because according to the Merchatz, Imloerchatz, you've got an Edur and a Shvuot in there. So Amr leintani, Elun Mushvot. Ravashi said, you're right, that's what it really reads. The Mishnah does read Elun If Mushvot. Vibait, Emma, there are other possibility. Ravashi said is, Shvuot namu When you say nedarim, it's the same kind of answer, but it's instead of changing the text of the Mishnah, it's just the meaning of the word nedarim. He said nedarim includes shvuot. How do I know that? Nine, the very first Mishnah in Masachet said that if you say Kenidre rishaim, if you say I'm taking a neder kanidre rishaim, then that's a valid neder. Neder benazir uvekorban Then that becomes a valid neder for. Shvuah or Korban or Nazar, which means that even when you say the word Nader, it could imply a Shvua. So Nader and shvuah become now synonymous. And therefore, when our Mishra said elon adarim, it can be referring to Shvuot also. And that's fine. Now, veramah Rabbanon rachitza ipa inu Nafish parenthetically. We now we've solved what the wording is in the formula, inu achatz that means that Rabbanon hold that bathing is considered, or lack of bathing is considered inu inafesh. Since when did the Rabbanon hold that? After all, we're, it's going to immediately come to mind what's another area of halacha where Inu plays a role? And that's easy, that's going to be Yom Kippur. So, um, um, or mean, here we have Chalajah, even though all five afflictions are Yom Kippur. Uh, a person is not allowed to partake of, which is eating and drinking is one, and then Sicha and Ilatasanda, et etc. The only three things, or really two things, for which there's the punishment of karet, is malacha, which is a separate lav, and eating and drinking. But not bathing. And even though bathing is uh, is one of the inuyim, still you're not chayav karet for that. Right, If you're going to claim that Rabbanon's position is that not bathing is an Inui, then we have a Kippur, so it should be that if you bathe on Yom Kippur, you should be chayav karet for violating lo ta'anu at nefshoteichem ki'chol to So why you chayav karet? So Amar Rava de adikra. He says it's read contextually. What does it say in the context of Yom Kippur? The puzzle on the page. Afflict yourselves. What does that mean? Something that you feel affliction in right now. Yom Kippur. You don't eat right now. You get hungry. However, if you don't bathe, it's not like immediately you feel it. You feel it hours later when you now are dirty and you haven't bathed. Then you start feeling it. You don't realize that, right? You don't feel it right away. However, in the context of d'arim, what does it say? Any neder which is done in order to afflict the soul, meaning to afflict the person. In other words, it's not about feeling affliction, it's about something that's going to afflict you later on is right? Something that if you, uh, if you avoid it because you've banned it, it's gonna to lead to affliction. If you don't bathe for a few days after a while, you're gonna feel terrible. Oh, good. So now we explained why Rabbanan will hold, will accept the idea that a ban on Rachitsa is Inui Nefesh, although they will say that if you bathe on your Kippur, you're And now, now that we've expe- expe- explained the Rabbanim's position, we've got to take a look at Does Rebiosi really think that bathing is not an issue of in Nefesh? We're going to challenge Rabiosi because I'm in Bob said, Ma'yan If you have a well that belongs to the city, Chayehen v'chaye achirin. So it's there, who gets first pick? If there's a limited amount of water there, who gets it? Uh, Chayehen kum you need water to live, so they—they they, it's their it's their well. They come first. What if it's a question of feeding their animals or other people's animals? It's their animals come first. Now, what about the, using it for laundry, their laundry versus outsiders' laundry? So, in any case where it's an equal issue, my life versus your life, my animals versus your animals, my laundry versus your laundry, mine will come first. But what about when we start mixing and matching? What if other people need the water to live and you just need it for laundry? So, That should be fairly easy. Other people will have to live. That comes first. They get first dibs on the water, even though it's not theirs. Rebiyosi says something that sounds remarkable. He says that your own laundry needs come before their life. So and that means Rebiyosi holds, cleaning clothes is a very critical thing. And Hashtak Fisam so sobiosi holds that not doing laundry is a source of tsar So certainly the entire body, not bathing the entire body is certainly a point of tsar, and um and therefore how could Rabiosi say that's not called the new nefesh? It's a surprising thing. Amri In, you're right. Kvisa alimal thinks that laundry is a very big issue. shmuel, because shmuel said the following statement. Hi, hey, arbuvita. Arbuvita means dirt. Durecia, dirt on the head, matila de avira. Can end up causing blindness. Things get in your eyes. Irbuvita de mane, dirt on clothes, matila de shiamumita. It can make you crazy. A the gufa, the dirt on your body, it leads to pain and to boils or whatever, but it's not as bad as going crazy. So another, Rebiosi thinks that laundry is more important than bathing. That's his calculus. Good, okay, so now we'll see a little support for that. Shalchumitam, from Eretz Yisrael, they sent the following message. Be very careful about cleaning for dirt. I'll be careful to make sure you have your partner to study with. And be very careful to properly treat the children of the poor, because that's where Torah is going to come from. The, the uh, literal translation of this uh, blessing of Bilam is that the water drips from the pale, but the idea is that water drips, water being Torah, from the poor. And why is it that Rarely have children who are Tamil chachamim, so we have several answers to this. As part of the same connection to the statement in Eretz Yisrael, which was that be careful about the poor because that's where Torah is going to come from, and now we're adding on to that. Why is it that scholars rarely have children who are scholars? This is Hakadosh Baruch making sure that people won't think they They won't think that the kids themselves won't think that Torah is an inheritance. It's Not, and therefore uh, you know you have to earn it on your own. So that they shouldn't uh, kind of make themselves haughty over the community. said it's actually because they do behave that way over the tzibor, because the children of the scholars act with uh, some prima donna kind of behavior, and therefore they're taken down a peg. Because they look down the nose at people and call them donkeys, people who are unlettered. And again, haughtiness. He said, because the children of the scholars, they take it for granted, and they don't make a bracha batorah t'chila. This is the famous statement in Yirmiyahu Tet about the Chorban, and what does it mean? Who can know this? This question was asked of the Chachamim and of the prophets, and they couldn't explain it. Hashem himself explained it. The rest of the first Pasuk is why was the land destroyed? And the answer Hashem himself gives, not the Chachamim, not the Chachamim, is because they left my Torah. And then they didn't listen to my voice and they didn't walk in it. Look at the rest of the Pasuk. What does it mean? What does it mean they didn't walk in it? They didn't make the bracha over it. They didn't realize, they didn't recognize it as Torah Hashem. We're going to go back now to this, the ruling of Rabbi Yossi in Bob Yuda Did not come to his base vendors for three days. So one of Rabi Yossi's sons, by the name of Vardimos, found him. And he said, why you don't you have three days? Why haven't you come to the base mandrash? I can't understand your father's reasoning. How can I come? How can I come to the base mandrash? I don't understand what he's saying. So why didn't you tell me what he said? It confused you. Maybe I know the reason, I can explain it to you, and you can feel better and come to the base vanish This strange ruling of Rabiosi, which is that the townspeople have a right to use their water, even for laundry, before giving it to others for drinking water. Where is our pasuk to support such an idea? I know my father's reason. The pasuk says... It's the last pasuk on the page in, re- in regards to the cities of the Levim. The cities that Levim were given, they had a perimeter around the city of a thousand amot diameter from the city out, and then the perimeter all around. What was this migrash for? For their animals? Now what does that mean? You think it's wild animals? But that's included when you say behemah. you mean all the animals. Ella amayeh chayatam chayuta mamish. Do you think it's really living there? They're not going to live there. Pshita. Ella love must be laundry. buvita because you have such terrible pain from the dirt. So that's what living is. So in other words, you see that the people have a right to use their area for laundry, and that's considered their life. And that's what Rabbi source for saying that that comes before the potable water for others. Uh, as far as priorities go. Okay, Mirat Hashem in the next podcast we will pick up at this point and continue with an analysis of Rabiosi's position on Nidra Inu Inafesh. That will take us two podcasts and then we will complete this Mishnah. In the meantime, everyone should have a wonderful day.